Now we've got to scramble. Walsh around the body, doesn't miss. What a star this young man is. To Kurnow. And Charlie Kurnow off one step. Just went bang. Durden, he saw his way through. And Honey Milk didn't put it right through the middle. Big moment. Kennedy, Walsh, bangs it. Brilliant. This kid just keeps on rising. Gives it a roost. He gives it a magnificent roost. He kicked the goal. Walsh, here he is, straightens up and has delivered. Is there nothing this young man can't do? G'day, Blue Baggers, and welcome to the Blues Footy Podcast. It is your host, Jed Zetzer, as usual, alongside my co-host, Harrison Hyman's Bolt. You're going to need to turn around and face the mic. How are you? I'm good. I'm here. Very good. Um, Fresh off the bat, disappointing result. Yep. But... I feel like this is probably the one loss this year where I didn't really walk out of the ground like angry. I didn't like it was a bit of a Well there's nothing to be angry about. We're against a team that is way superior to us at the end of the day. It's you know, yeah. it's just a better team. That's exactly in... how I felt. I just felt like, you know what, we actually like we could have played our best, best, best and possibly won, but that wasn't even a game where I was like, Oh, we just played badly and that's why we lost. This was just <laughs> we were just playing out of our league, really. Oh, it was a straight-up reality check. And not in a bad way. It's just, you know, we're not that team yet. That's probably... You know, we're not a contender. We're maybe a challenger, but... And can we just acknowledge the fact as well? I think just... And this is probably a good podcast to sort of remind people of this. This is like... Firstly, we're not in finals yet. It's looking like we'll probably make it. What like What would you say the chances are we play finals? I'd say it's probably at 85%. Yeah. So it's looking like we're going to play finals. Oh, but... we, sh- we, we should. We should, yeah, but it's yeah, yeah. we've still got to win probably two more games from the last five. Yeah. So, so it's not there yet at all. It's not there yet. But the point I'm trying to make is we're not, as you said, we're not a contender yet. So I think a lot of people are getting very excited. And it's great to be excited. And I'm not trying to tell you not to get excited at all. I want people excited. But I think people have got to realize just for a sec, this is the first year that we're going to play finals Fingers crossed, hopefully, touch wood, in 10 years. So, or nine years, whatever it is. So, you know, it's probably next year where we can be more harsh on them. But I just feel like after the weekend, it would be pretty stiff for us to come on here and be harsh against the group. And Oh, no, 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 never. And as in, well, not never, but definitely not after that. And you know me, I've been the, the entire season, I've just been worried about the eight. Yeah. Just fall in the eight, make the finals. LFC. And see what, yep. <laughs> And see what happens from there. I don't care where we finish as long as it's one to eight. I'm happy with that season. Absolutely. Now, Bolt, our new fan favorite segment, LFC. Yeah. Just letting everyone know it is going to be on this week's show. We have oh, to wait till the end, though, because... Uh, of course it is. LFC is getting a bit of a, a review from the round that's been and a preview for the round to come. The Ladder those, Football Club. Yes. For those tuning in for the first time, LFC is Ladder Football Club. Bolt, it's his second team. Uh, he absolutely loves Ladder FC. He's creating some Guernseys, uh, a couple scarves for Ladder FC. So, uh, yes, that is basically all the results in the league that are good for Carlton. Uh, that is Ladder FC. Bolt, straight into it this week. We'll go straight into the player review. Um, starting with the back line, thoughts on Wheater's performance? I don't, I don't, look, Hawkins didn't... They, they weren't... As a duo... They weren't that involved in the game, Hawkins and Wiedering. I know Hawkins kicked the couple, but they weren't really 
a big part of the game, those two, I no, feel. I completely agree. I actually think... So, uh, the way I sort of view Wiedering's game, you can get a full back who's really, really good in defense and holds their player to minimal goals and maybe gets the better of their opponent on the day, but they might not do much else. And then you get the Jacob Wiedering type player who also just contributes in every facet and that every facet and that's what he usually does. I feel like possibly and this was also against West Coast a bit, I feel like he sort of just did his job without going above and beyond, which he usually does. And there's no doubt that's because he's just come back from injury. Um, but yeah, with Weeders, I just think he didn't really do the little things that we're so used to him doing. No. It and it's was... not, I'm not trying to have a knock on him. It's just his, his second week back from a big injury. Oh, no, I don't think it was a bad performance. It was just, no. It was just... It was a, a bit perf- of a nothing performance. Yeah, it was a nothing performance. There's, yeah. there's not much to talk about it, really, from Weedering. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lewis Young? It's tough, look. He had a really tough matchup. It's, it's, you know, arguably, it's the hardest matchup he'll play this year. Arguably, you know... The most valuable... I think he'll win the AFL PA MVP, Jeremy Cameron. I really do. I think he is the most valuable yeah. player in the comp. Um, it was a tough night. Oh, look, I didn't think Young was great, but let's be honest. It's it's a really tough matchup. It's a matchup that, you know, Lewis Young wouldn't have dreamed of having 12 months ago. And it was always going to be, you know, Young taking the guy that's going to march up the ground. Yeah. And oh, look, I think Cameron definitely got the better of him. There's no doubt about that. I, I agree. And this is actually one of the first losses this year where I've actually sat down and watched the full replay. Um, and I'll be honest, I mean, for, so Cameron kicked three goals. Two of them were ridiculous. Yeah. Like, you weren't stopping, and no, no one was stopping two of them. So I think Young obviously wasn't amazing, but you know what? Against what you said just right then, arguably the MVP in the comp, I'm going to say, you know what? Well done. Hardest matchup you'll come up against this year. Didn't get smashed. The the thing that pissed me off on Saturday night, it wasn't really the result that... I wasn't that pissed off with the result because as much as I care about Carlton, I could handle losing that game when it's just, you know, there's a gulf in, you know, in talent. But there were a lot of really half moments where off the back of these really stupid errors, we conceded goals. Mm. And one of them, <laughs> when you're leading at the ball and you can get two fists on the ball... And you spoil it mm. instead of taking a mark and just holding on to the ball. Lewis Young, don't do that again whilst I'm at the ground. And I'm at the ground every week. Don't do that. Don't do that. It is just, it was really amateur stuff that moment. But yeah, as in, look, they'll get a good opportunity this week. Hogan's actually been playing good footy this week and they'll get Riccardi. So hopefully it's a bit better for him. But look, Cameron Hawkins, it's a nightmare for any defense. Yeah, so, yeah. And, and look, at the end of the day, like five goals between Hawkins and Cameron probably isn't. Well, hang on. It's about par in terms of scoreboard so, impact. So like, it's par, but it's 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 obviously Geelong take that it's a great result for them. But I didn't feel like we got smashed in that department. No, no, we, we didn't get smashed in the air. It was yeah. It was, as in Cameron kicked two of his goals when the I ball know, spilled he had six the ground. Six shots on goal though, Cameron. He's, That's always an issue. He's stupid, mate. I had the perfect view for that snap on the boundary yeah, yeah. that in that third quarter. That he's a stupid player. Yeah, no, he's he, so he, good. Oh, he's a gun. There's the there's a reason he's the only player ever to be traded for three first round. Yeah, no, picks. he's a gun. He's still not winning the Coleman, but he's a gun. Yes. Um, speaking of, we'll speak about that in a minute. But other defenders um, worth noting: uh, Newman. I think that he's had, when we speak about it every week, he's had probably his best ever year. Um, he's had a great year. And 
probably, you know, wasn't great with the ball on uh, Saturday night. But on the stat sheet, it says he went at just under 80% efficiency. What do you think of Newman's performance? Yeah, I thought there were a lot of moments where he made some really poor errors as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think there was, a, there was a really bad moment as well, which resulted in the goal. These little moments where he got run down, bang, over his head goal. And just these unnecessary free kicks we gave up that resulted in goals. And I emphasize the words, we gave up the free kicks. These free kicks were off the back of our wrongdoing. And for Newman to hold on to the ball just for that extra, you know, second or two was really silly. Mm. But no, I actually thought Newman was okay. But yeah, his ball use was a bit errant. Yeah. Uh, Plough. What do you think of Plough? Um, can I can I just say something? Yeah. I swear I could not tell you one moment that I saw him. No, I, it's, like it's great news. I did not see him once. No. Is that weird? Yeah, I didn't think. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't really have an issue with Plowman on the night. No, I'm not saying I had an issue he, with him because look, I think Plowman is thing. somewhat now on a little bit of borrowed time with McGovern starting to come back through the twos. I think well, yeah, that's, that's where the swap happens. That's the clear swap, and then it's probably Williams for Stocker. Yeah, but we can get to that when Williams is a bit, you know, available. But look, I think Plowman he's just got to keep doing a job. And look, next week we we know. But Plowman t- did okay. I, like I think see, he probably played a bit on close and Myers. Yeah, like, no, I don't. No, I thought Plowman, they didn't. They didn't get a hold of no, us. No, I didn't really have an issue with Plowman on Saturday night. He escapes my wrath for a week, but and then look, we've got and he's got a big game this week. You know, we know we've got the Toby Green matchup, which is always troublesome for anyone as well. Yeah, you know we speak about we just play the best key forward in the game. Well, we've probably got the best medium sized forward in the game coming up against us. So, and Plowman does a lot of the time get that matchup. So he's just got to be switched on. Now, I thought Plowman was possibly going to get the Gary Rowan matchup. It ended up being Stocker, but got to give some credit here. I thought Stocker was outstanding, and Rowan had no impact on the game. No, I th- actually no. I thought Stocker held his own. It was, it was a much more professional game from Stocker, like we saw last year. Back to basics because his disposal had been really, really ordinary in especially those Sydney and Collingwood games. Well, was, yeah, he did get dropped well, off yeah, those. They, they, they weren't great games. Um, but no, he fitted in much better. And it was look, it was, it was a much better coaching move, moving Nunes up the ground and playing Stocker and getting a proper back pocket in the back pocket. Definitely. And is it fair to say that Stocker getting back to his good form is just as a result of him going back to the twos Finding his form, finding his craft, rediscovering that form, you know, that great form that he was in last year. Is that fair to say? Like, he needed to go back to the twos and just find himself yeah, again? Yeah, for sure. He probably needed to kick up the arse as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you play 17 consecutive games at the back end of last season, you know, you can walk in and you come back from injury and you come into the team, you can probably get a bit ahead of yourself. For knowing sure. that Zach Williams is out for the basically the rest of the year and knowing the only guy on the list that could replace you is Jordan Boyd. And Jordan Boyd did replace him and probably played better than him. So yeah. it is the kick up the backside he probably had, you know, coming for him. Definitely. Definitely. Um, back line, back line. I think... Oh, Sardi. Yeah, well, uh, so I was confident. I you said you it called on, it. You did yeah, call I it. I thought Sard would get Stengel. Because um, I think when Carlton, not necessarily... It's a bit of a break glass in case of emergency matchup when they play Sard that deep. It's like they know they're going to have to get... Well, and it's a double-edged well, let's sword. Let's be honest. Stengel's an absolute gun. Like, you know, what did they, they knew that they were coming up against a premier small forward in and the car. I, I think he's kicked three-plus goals in eight games this year. 
So 50% Crazy. of games he plays, he kicks three or more. And he only kicked one. And it, it, look, it's the first goal of the it, game. It's a double. It, no, what was the bloody Ruckman, the first goal of the game. Sorry, it was the second and, goal of the game. No, that was Atkins. No, so then when... I don't know when he kicked it. Oh, it was maybe the first goal. <laughs> no, it, it was, was definitely Stengel Atkins. It was definitely Stanley, no, no. Stanley Atkins. I swear. Mate, no, because he kicked it straight off the center bounce. That's why I may be thinking. Yeah, potentially. I can't really remember his goal. But Saad, it's a double-edged sword. We lose Saad's, you know, elastic rebounding. But, you know, we get a really good defender in there. So, it's it's not something you probably want to have to do every week. It's probably not something we'll have to do this week. But he did a good job against Saad. He certainly did. uh, And you just wish you had two of him. One to, as you said, play that lockdown small forward role. And then the other one to... uh, Rebound off the half back. Sorry, I mean lockdown, small yeah. back roll. Um, all right, Doherty. Doc. Weird game from the Doc. I didn't think it was great either. I got a lot of the ball, but I just didn't didn't really. Well, no. you you said it in our preview. You said that this was going to be this. Doherty had the most important role because he was going to have to fill the hole. Yeah, he was going to have to get behind the ball. He didn't. He didn't impose himself that way. No chance. Um, and he's done this twice this year, and it's bugging me now. <clears throat> he's allowed to rush the ball when he's standing on the line. <laughs> he's allowed to rush it. He's allowed to literally take a step back. It really, it's little things really get to me like that. But look, yeah, I, I would have liked Doherty to have a bit more of an impact, you know, just blocking those channels. But, you know, I've said it before, I think we're a pretty easy team to pick apart sometimes. And they would have known all about that given they've got literally the same person in their team in Tom Stewart. Yep, definitely. Um, midfielders. Have we gone through all the defenders? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, Krupa? Um, He started really hook. He got a lot of attention from Blitzavs from what I get. Definitely stoppages. Um, I thought Cripps was good. Um, he set the tone in the first quarter, kicked a really important goal and... It was a tough game. It was a. Re- it was just a really. It was a physical game. Um, he was down on clearances, but you know he didn't get as much of the ball. But I don't know. I thought he still imposed himself a bit. So I, I, I'm not. I wasn't too upset with Cripps's game. No, not at all. Actually, statistically, if you look at sorry the stats from his first quarter, it probably will come across as weird the comment I'm about to make. But I actually thought that first quarter was one of his better quarters. No, he was great. Like, he was great. Like, that first quarter, he was exceptional, and he just kicked a big goal. Like, Cripps kicked a lot of goals in the first half of this year, and and let's be honest, a lot of them were set shots, but the ones that weren't set shots, he sort of made goals something out of nothing, and that goal was the definition of something out of nothing. Sure. Just wax it on the left. It was going across the face, and oh, the wind blew it that in. That was an excruciating goal, just the overhand balls. Like, someone just had to kick it. Yeah, and, and he did. And and Kripa, you know what? That was an awesome an awesome first quarter. It was a good first half. He definitely dropped off after halftime, and a couple of them did after halftime. There's no doubt. All right, Walshy. Yeah, I thought I thought Walsh was our best player on the night. Yeah, it's pretty pretty usual to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought he was definitely... So yeah, he just, yeah, he kept working, and, you know, yeah, it was just another Sam Walsh performance I guess and look it's he's probably flying a little bit under the radar in the competition because I actually read a draft article today you know and all these you know when Horn Francis was drafted he was going to be the next Sam Walsh well now I'm reading the next Nick Dacos so he's been knocked off the back page oh. in draft headlines um, I, I seriously read it today they're already 
they've already forgotten about SW18. Yeah, they have. And look, by the end of the year, there's a very high chance there'll be a two-time best and fairest, two-time All-Australian Rising Star winner after four years. So you do the math. Yep. <laughs> we'll play dot to dot on that. Um, yes, SW18. But yeah, no, it was another good game from player. Um I want to talk, I want to talk and, about and he Kennedy. Actually, and he actually, he had eight clearances, which has actually been probably the one thing he hasn't done a lot of this year. Yeah. He was our leading clearance winner on the night. Definitely. So he possibly played a little bit of a different role there. Yeah. Well, he just, he stepped up. I reckon you could play Walsh in any midfield role you want. You could put him as on the wing. You could put him as an outside, in, as an outside inside midfielder, if that makes sense. Yeah. You could put him as an extractor, as a, yeah. as a, as a play oh. in, in the bottom of the pack. So like, Anything you like, his clearance base. Anything you want him to do, he can do. I find him a very similar player to Lockie Neal, or even like Zach Merritt. I find the three of them. I feel like he's a very similar player. Like Zach Merritt, he's a much better player than Zach Merritt. Oh, Zach Merritt's pretty good. Zach Merritt's a gun, but like Walsh is oh, a better player than Zach. Maybe, Merritt. but I think they're very similar. I think they've got very similar yeah. styles of play. Yeah, is it fair to say like, see Walsh? The, the one he always used to get compared to was Cochin in the early part of his career when he yeah. used to play on a wing. Like, what do you... Well, well, when Cochin won the Brownlow, and I repeat, he won the Brownlow in 2012. Why Cochin are you had repeating a, that? No, just in case we've got scum listening to the podcast who go for Essendon and want to take that up with me. Um, <laughs> Cochin actually kicked 25, 30 goals that year. Yeah, like Walsh last year. Yeah. And so, we know Cochin's become this contested bull on the inside and doesn't do much on the outside. But early, early Trent Cochin was a very hybrid midfielder. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I think the early like early parts of Cochin's career, that's what Walsh used to be like and probably what he is now. Yeah, no, I see, I see a lot of Lockie Neal, though. <clears throat> yeah, fair. Look, they're both great players to be compared to. Yeah. Um, better than Zach Merritt. Um, next one. Why are we downplaying? Zach Merritt's a gun. <laughs> I hate everything to do with Essendon, mate. Same, but I, I've got my AFL hat on for this. No, nah, definitely. Hang on. Zach Merritt's a gun. There's no doubting that. But I prefer Sam Walsh. And I think... It's insane. And I think Cochin and Neil are both players that are out of Merritt's league, considering they Probably, both won Browns. Yes, yes. So I, I prefer to compare okay. Walsh to those two than okay. Merritt. <laughs> All right, next one. Um, we'll speak about the wings firstly. So, Brian didn't play. Yeah, which, look, I, I did say after the West Coast game, I thought he'd had a pretty poor two weeks. But when I said I thought he had a pretty poor two weeks, and we knew there'd be a selection squeeze somewhere. We knew someone was going to be stiff. Well, you never imagined he'd get dropped. I didn't think it'd be O'Brien. And look, I've got to say, I don't even, I'm not even going to say this in hindsight. I, would have, I said it at the time of selection. You can't be dropping someone like that. And I, I am a big believer in O'Brien. I'm a big fan of O'Brien because I just think I'm a basic person. If you can kick, you can play. And, you know, he might know this. And look, I, I, I'm the first to say I thought he had a pretty down week against West Coast and St. Kilda, but it's just someone you stick in the team. No, I agree. I agree. When you got a ball user like that, you'd be mad to drop him. And they did, so they're mad. But uh, the guy they brought in, Will Hayes, um, Hayes, Nunes, Cottrell. Let's speak about the three of them. We'll actually start with Hayes because firstly, it was his debut and secondly, it could be his last game because he got suspended for two weeks, which does him absolutely no favours, was possibly going to get dropped anyway. Yeah. Um, 
So Hayes, he had 23. His disposal efficiency was nearly at 80%. So on paper, you're looking at that and you're going, gee, that's a very good debut. But, you know, it being as blunt as I've probably ever been on the show, it wasn't a very good debut and he was pretty oh, woeful. It's simply he wasn't up to it on the night. He wasn't even close to it, unfortunately. Nah. And, yeah, he just... Yeah, it was. I, I found it really tough to watch at times, to be you, honest. You and then look, as in it, look, it's a tough, it's a tough game to come in. Um, and in the end of the day, it's just you know, you take Will Hayes, what he's going to offer to this team, and you take Lockie O'Brien, and uh, you don't even need to ask me twice. No, 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 no. They're, look, not, they're not comparable. And look, he's suspended anyway. He's out for two weeks now. Carlson accepted the, you know, verdict from the MRO. So O'Brien, so can we speak about it for a second? Because yeah, so it was the dangerous I, tackle that resulted in Menegola being subbed off. Like, do you think it was worthy of a suspension? It's really tough two weeks? because I actually look. It's definitely a free kick because you can't tackle with, you know, and leave the head exposed like it was because the head just flung onto the ground. But I don't think the tackle itself. It, there's, there's a really fine line because you've got to tackle. But look after, but make sure the head is kind of the last body part to hit the ground. But some, but like it, but that was the case in this one. Just it was just a really awkward landing. I actually don't know if the tackle was that dangerous. Yeah, I, nah. It as in two weeks for me is complete overs. You know, a week I could probably come to some understanding of it. But yeah, it's it. Yeah, I've watched the footage and I don't love the verdict. Um. Yeah, look, it's it's a it's a tough one. Um, I I agree with basically everything you just said there. Um, but yeah, Will Hayes, he will get he will leave the team now. Uh, Cottrell and Nunes didn't see much of either, to be honest. No, I thought Nunes was actually. I, I saw a lot of Nunes early on. I thought in the first half he was actually okay, but he had a terrible second half. Nunes, he really did. Just a lot of just you know, and look once again. You know, this is the benchmark in the competition as we sit here right now, and they've got elite wingers. You I was going to say Duncan and Isaac Smith, Smith and Duncan. That's got to be but like the two but best but, almost. But what are those? Those two are known for one thing. They're known for how clean they are and the run, way they carry running, the ball, running carry. Yeah. And Nunes just wasn't clean when he needed to be after half time. And Cottrell, yeah, I didn't cite a lot of Cottrell. It was a bit of a weird Cottrell game. Only three kicks for the match, which you know is probably. He shied away from the way he's been playing for most of the season, and he didn't get that real hard lockdown role that I thought they might go with. But you know, the wingers got towed. So O'Brien got squeezed out last week. If and this is just a pure hypothetical, if Hayes wasn't in the equation, Cottrell would be squeezed out now, would he not? Like if he's had the last two weeks has been very similar to O'Brien's last two weeks. Yep. Where they haven't necessarily been bad, he just hasn't really done anything, and has and it's dropped yeah. off on his form. Oh, there's nothing wrong with Cottrell going to his All Australian spot. <laughs> Definitely, um, first time listeners, that would be the twenty third man. Um, all right, no, but no, they'll, they'll, they'll hold Cottrell. They'll hold Cottrell. No, the they team. will. Chera, I I thought Chera was good. I okay. thought Chera was good. He had a really really good first half. He he, he kept going the whole night. I thought. Uh, no, I thought he had a really, really good game. His second quarter was outstanding. He had a 12 disposal second quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, I, I thought he got us going. He was playing, he got a lot of his possessions at the back of the center square. Um, I thought it was another good game. 
I'll put it to you this way. His second quarter needed to be good because I thought, I mean, I messaged you at quarter time saying like, where is Chera? Um, but he played well after that. So we love him for playing well after yeah, that. Yeah, no, I thought he was good. Um, Georgie Hewitt. Yeah. I feel like, to be honest, like judging, like not judging, um, analyzing all of our players' performances, everyone had very similar games where it was a bit nor here, nor there, sort of did good things in moments, but overall probably got beaten. Um, you know, you look at Hewitt's stats um, from the night, and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't necessarily his best game, but... Um, you know, you look at his stats and you see 26, he kicked a goal, he went at 75%, he had his five clearances. So still, you know, six score involvement, still statistically had a good game, but we definitely would like to see Georgie Hewitt back to that form, probably that round 10 form before he went out where he was just blistering in blistering form. Yeah, no, and he went with Guthrie for a while as well around stoppages. Um, no, 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 he, he was good. He, you know, he kicked a goal. Well, he's which always, always good. Nice. Yeah. Um, rest of the mids. Matt Kennedy. Matt, oh yes, Matt Kennedy, my boy. He um, was he was good again. Let's yeah, no, I thought he was very very good early on, and like he took some really good contested marks as well, in really tough conditions to mark the ball. Um, no, I thought Kennedy was good. He's a great player, Bolt. He's a great player. Yep. Question, question time. If Matt Kennedy was on the market. Let's say he's got two years left on his deal, but he's requested a trade to Brisbane. Yeah. Or any team, whatever. What is he worth? If he's going to go to Brisbane? Oh, just any team. Well, I need a team. Matt Kennedy's requested a trade to another Victorian team. No, but I need a team because there's a big difference if you're going to request a trade to North Melbourne. All right, then it's going to be sort of like a, like a two-part question. What is he worth? And then what would he so, be? So like North Melbourne is probably okay. the club that are A, the worst team, but also the team that just is known for giving up more than what well, players If North Melbourne finish 18th, yeah. I think the best we could probably get out of that would be their second round pick, which is pick 19. Yeah. And a future second, maybe. So you'd probably be looking at, let's say they're pretty shit next year, 19 and 21 for him, which on the draft points, which is would equal maybe around your pick, you know, it's probably overs, really. It's probably about... I think he's probably worth... The sweet spot is at points worth about 14 or 15. So you reckon he's worth pick 15? Around there. It's yeah. crazy. I, I completely agree. Is that not mental, though? Yeah. But, like, the accumulation of points to equal that. Like, I don't know if you'd necessarily You don't know if a team get, would give up pick 15 like, for I, him. I couldn't see North Melbourne giving up two second-round picks for him. But I couldn't see Carlton accepting anything less than that. Yeah. Um, if like West, oh, if Frio, he wants to go to Perth. Or you just get their first round pick. I think that'd be easy. 15. Yep. And you reckon they'd give up their first rounder for Matt Kennedy? Probably not. But that's what you think is worth. Around there. Yeah. yeah. I love to hear that because that's what I was hoping to hear, but I wasn't sure. Because if Frio that would, be would come back to you and say, oh, well, we just got Will Brody for pick 50 odd. You know, we're not going to give up. You know, he's pretty similar to Will Brody, Matt Kennedy. We're not going to give up, you know. He's. Wait, sorry, what? Say that again. Frio will just come back at you and say, well, we just got Will Brody for a pick in the 50s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, not going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and they're pretty similar. Yeah. Brody and Kennedy. Like, we're not going to give you a pick mm. 35 spots higher. Mm. Well, hang on. They got given a second round pick to yeah. take Will yeah. Brody. <laughs> um, all right. 
mids done. Fisher. We'll get Fisher in the midfield group. I thought Fisher was good. I thought Fisher was our second best player behind Walsh. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I thought Fisher was good. I thought he was good from siren to siren. Yeah, there's a couple players in this team who... You know, I love everyone in the on the list, but there's a couple players who, and people listening, and you know, oh, actually, I've just got the draft points here. There's no way he's worth 22 and 19. That's the equivalent of pick six. <laughs> there is North <laughs> Melbourne fans probably just had a heart attack. Um, there is absolutely no chance that would happen. So maybe just the one second round pick. You know, pick 19. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, back to Zach Fisher. So yeah. there's, there's some play, and long time listeners of the show would know. There's some players who I just sort of have a soft spot for who I just, you know, you just want to see succeed. Zach Fisher's one of them. And boy, he's having a crazy year, like compared to what we've seen of him in the past. He's one player, Bolt, who I think we should be expecting to take their game to even another level next year. Yeah, hopefully. And that's like the type of players that we're going to get even more improvement from next year. Because you know, people c- could come to you and say, well, hang on, you guys have had a really good year. Who's going to improve? Why would you become, you know, a fifth to eighth team? Why would you go from a fifth to eighth team to becoming a top four team? Well, I'd just go, you know, I think Zach Fish has another gear. I think, well, obviously, Sam Walsh still has yeah, Well, I've gears. always said it's all in those second-tier players. That's <clears> always going to be where the lift comes like from. Matt Kennedy could even have another gear. No doubt. And, and, th- and those two you've mentioned, plus, you know, Silvani and those second-tier players. Even coming into the season, really, Kerno was probably a second-tier player, and they've all gone to, you know, levels above and beyond. But no, I, th- I thought Fisher played well on Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Ruckman? Yes. I thought the Ruckman had a really good first quarter. Not as good as his brother. Well, his brother... I had to, hang I had to get something negative off my chest. No, I thought DeConning was okay. <laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> you just have like a tick. Yeah. <laughs> just get off his chest. Nah. Um, firstly, this isn't a Geelong podcast. But Jesus, if it was, it would be called the Sam DeConning podcast. He is. Oh my goodness gracious me. I don't think I've ever seen a fullback. Like, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a fullback like him. Like, he is tall and lanky. What do you mean you've never seen a fullback like him? We've got one. Oh, Weedering's better than DeConning, but hang well, yeah, on. No, no, no. This, when is, I s- this is the guy that's played 15 no, games. Decon- sorry, what did I say? No, sorry. I've never seen a fullback, like a first-year fullback like him. Sorry, first year yeah, is the no, key. No. That's the key words there. He is outstanding. Because Weedering had a great first year. Yeah, and but not, what, not to this but level, But not though. to this level. This is like... Yeah, this is... What, what's that saying you say? Mental pants. <laughs> Just yeah. mental pants. Yes. It's a bit crazy. No, it is. It is. Um, but no, Al DeConning, he was actually okay. He probably won his ruck battle. Um, yeah, don't trail your opposing ruckman five metres behind the ball when the ball's dropping in the goal square for the first goal of the game. Don't do that again whilst I'm there. And as I said for Lewis Young, I'm there every week, so don't do it. <laughs> um, but no, DeConning was okay. Yeah, no, I, I thought he... Yeah, you know what? He did, uh, he, he, I, he I did win he, his ruck he battle. He did win his ruck battle. Well done. Um, he's having a good month, Bolt. You don't hang on. You weren't a fan of him of his of his performances, which is fair enough. But he's having a better month, and you've acknowledged it. So no, for those had a good for night. those out there who still you know see you as the the deconning guy, because 
<laughs> you, you have got a bit of a label as the deconning guy. Well, I had I had that label for Petrescu seed and got dropped again. And Paddy Dow, what's he played? One game this year. But no, so, he has had a good fortnight. I, I've always said, I th- I've, I've always said DeConning is someone you have to have on the list. You've got to have a DeConning. But I, but for the season 2022, I still don't think he's up there as a ruckman that can mix it if we're going to be serious about the season. But he's had a really good fortnight, and we go again. We do go again. And we're going to speak about. He, he kicked a really. Going to speak he about. He also kicked a goal that he'll just never kick again. Never kick again. <laughs> <laughs> like out of his ass. Um, we're also going to speak about DeConning at the end of the show when we talk about team changes because Pitternet could come in and what yep. that means for... He won't get dropped DeConning, but no. could get moved around the team sheet. Um, can we speak about Jack Silvani? Or yes. may as well transition from the ruck yes, to yes, the forward. Yes. Now, yes. Carlton <clears throat> probably conceded the worst goal you will ever... You, you will see in season 2022. If there's a goal that is worse than this, mm. then I know what you're talking I'm about. keen to see it. Second quarter, Tom Hawkins, the last three years, is literally known for rucking forward 50 stoppages, taking the ball out of the ruck and kicking and hacking it on his boot. Jack Silvani, and you know I've got a lot of time in this world for Jack Silvani. I think he's brilliant. But mate, he was literally standing in Nana land, 35 metres away from the stoppage. Hawkins unopposed. You know, twenty meters out from goal, so Carlton had no nominated ruckman, and I and I and I'm happy to say it. I know De Conning was off the ground at this time of the game, and I know Silvani was there because um, he was just dawdling. And Hawkins just grabbed it and dribbled it through for a goal. And there's no one, there's no one even on the goal line, but Jack Silvani, come on, mate! Like, and uh, that is just the most inexcusable goal to concede I have almost seen this year. It is just... That is pathetic. There's nothing more to say about that. Jack Silvani probably had another down night, I feel. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's had, he's, had, he's had probably a down couple weeks, Bolt. He was good in Perth. He only took one mark on the weekend, which is probably a season low for him. Um, so, no, it wasn't a great performance by Silvani. And, you know, usually the way I watch the football, once you're in my bad books for the night, you ain't coming out of it. And after that goal, there was no coming back. <laughs> It um, was done, but he'll be right. He'll be right. We know how good he is. Uh, he'll be right. He killed GWS in round nine, so we go again. Speaking of killing GWS in round nine, Corey Durden. Yeah. Um, Corey Durden, yep, probably played his worst game of the year. You reckon? I thought he was terrible. It's. I mean, it's. I'm not... It's fair. What What was the... Why? Um, well, Corey Durden is a very, very clean player. He's a beautiful p- footballer, actually. But when you're going to kick at 33% for the night and he missed a bad set shot, he had another big turnover when we'll stream into the forward 50 when the game was there in the first quarter. Just made a lot of really poor errors. He actually made four clangers from his nine disposals. Um, mm. He was, yeah, probably our worst player on the night. I thought, but um, yeah, it was a really disappointing night actually from Corey Durden after a very good performance over in Perth. Yeah, uh, Jesse Motlop. I thought he was okay again. I think he's, you know, I think he's having a pretty good. He's had a really good block of th- three or four games now, Motlop. Well, he was a late in, and we're happy he was a late in because he's been great. Like he's, he's, he's a very, very promising player. I think that's the way you got to look at it. Like 
for a first-year player to be doing some of the things that he's doing, I, I must admit, I'm extremely impressed, Bob. I think he'll be great. I've got no doubt about him. Yeah. I uh, think he'll be great. I think him and Durden... They'll both be great. Yeah, we're going to have a very... We're going to have a bit of a crazy forward line. Two yeah. years' time, Durden in his fourth year, Motlop in his third year, Kerno Mackay. Yeah. Silvani. Yeah. Franklin. <laughs> nah, he'll be there next year, but he'll probably <laughs> retire by then. Um, nah, very, very promising signs. No, no, I've been liking Motlop. Now, Bolt, my lucky number's three. When I was eight years old, Mark Murphy debuted for the club, and he was my first ever favourite player for Carlton. Now, Jesse Motlop's obviously not my favourite player because it's his first year, but I wouldn't have much of an issue getting another number three on my Guernsey. Yeah, well, I've got an issue with adults wearing football jumpers, so... Well, as in, <laughs> firstly, I don't. If you want to wear a footy... I'm joking. I encourage joking. everyone. But yes, I think... I think... I'm very, I'm very excited for Motlop is basically just what I was trying to say yeah, before no, you no, threw no. that one in. It has to be over a hoodie. It has to be over a hoodie, strictly. Um, rain, hail, or shine. Okay. But yes. Next, Motlop. Move on. Yeah, no, no. Motlop is... Go- I think he's going to be a very good player for us. Charlie Kerno. Yeah, he was great. He was I good. thought he was three, very good. Three early goals set the tone. He was dominating in the first half, but let's be honest, credit where credit's due, they did shut him down, I think, after halftime. He didn't have the same impact. He didn't, but his hands his hands are so good, Kerno. Um, no, I couldn't have asked for much more. It was, a, it was always going to be... Can we just talk about the weather at the MCG? Because it was always going to be... As soon as I sat in my seat, I, I, I said, this is, it's always going to be a very tough night for key forwards. Because this was almost worse conditions than playing in the wet. Because the wind was just... Firstly, I'm a hat guy. I don't leave the house without a hat on. And even I was sitting in the stands. It was that I was sitting on level two A, and it was that windy that my hat was in my hand the entire night. Yeah, at risk that I, I thought it was going to go overboard. It was so windy, and at the MCG, when you got such big stands, it just swirls, and it was always going to be hard for the key forwards. And Akerno handled it really, really well early, but that was probably the coldest. Oh, there was that Geelong game in 2018 down in Geelong, which was cold. But this was one of the coldest nights I've ever had at the football. Gee, your brain's a very weird thing, the way it works. Just bang, coldest night of footy yet, bang, 2018 Geelong. Yeah, that was cold. (laughs) Like, how do you remember that? I was at the game, I don't remember it. I remember it being freezing. Hang on, there was a round one game against Richmond once, which was bloody cold. I couldn't tell you the year, but I specifically remember it being cold. I once went to a Melbourne victory game at the Adelaide Oval. It would have been 2017. And the victory away bay was on the hillside. So there was no stand blocking it. So the wind was coming right through where we were. And I was in shorts and a t-shirt. And I went to the merchandise stand. I had to buy a windsheeter. It was that cold. It was scary. Wow. Another cold night. At sport, but no, it was the, the wind. I've got to throw the, one more on, in. <laughs> the, the wind. Did you see like, the amount of rubbish? No, on the, the no. The, I said the rubbish. It looked like the seventies. Like in, when I watched I the replay, like of, if Colden uh, weren't rubbish enough, what was his name? Like, Wayne Harms belting the ball yeah, back oh, in. I just was, see rubbish around him. Yeah, there was a lot of pineapples on the ground. It's the most rubbish I've seen on the ground since twenty eighteen. <laughs> um, but yes, very quickly, just squeeze in another yeah. cold day at the footy. Melbourne, MCG, Saturday, 
It was 2010 or 2011. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melbourne wore that ugly silver Guernsey. Yeah, yeah. Now, that day was cold. That was a cold day. It was bucketing and it was cold. Do you remember it? I do. We won by 41 points, I think. I think. Well, there goes that brain again. I Um, think. We definitely won. All right, let's get off the topic of cold. Well, speaking of cold, Harry Mackay. Yes, yes. Speaking of cold, Harry Mackay, he was... Yeah, this was one of his... He's never really had a bad game for no. the club, and this was probably it. It was um, dirty. And you know what? As we mentioned before, Sam DeConning, he's he's going to be a once-in-a-generation player, Bolt. And, you know, it, Harry Mackay's probably going to have to get used to being shut down by Sam DeConning because he's a gun. But no, Mackay was not great. Um, didn't have any impact on the game. Caught a few Bronx cheers from the home team. Yeah. Nice. Wait, nice, Geelong. No, no from us. From us? Oh, it had to have been. We would have had majority of the Who fans. Who would Bronx team? cheer H? Oh, Are you serious? No, I'm not. I'm being dead serious. He got... Definitely. Coleman medal winner. Third quarter. He definitely took a mark. One of the best yeah. players in the comp, let alone our own team. If you were one that was Bronx cheering H on Saturday night, get in the bin. That is pathetic. I'm sorry. That really pisses me off. Who would be Bronx cheering H? You probably did. No, 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 no <laughs> The way you're smirking at me, you probably no, did. No, no, it wasn't. It wasn't me. But you're a dickhead. Yeah, I'm telling you, I was. It was that cold. My mouth barely opened at the ground. It, it definitely was. I don't. I don't even woof. But <laughs> <laughs> speaking of <laughs> woofing, I don't even do that. But no, it was a bit weird. Yeah. Okay. That's weird. Um. All right. Very quickly. I think that is it. Just going through the team sheet. We spoke about Motlop. Yep. Um, we are all done. And Josh Honey, the unused sub. Yes. Now, we'll get to the VFL in a second. Before we do, votes 3-2-1 from you, Bolt. Oh, tough. I think it has to be Walsh 3, Kerno 2. Oh, shit. Um, oh, God. I'll go with Chera. One vote. Okay. It's going, not a convincing 3-2-1, though. I'm going Walsh 3, Fisher 2, as I said before. Yeah, Fisher was good. And I'm giving one to Matt Kennedy. Okay. I was really impressed with Kennedy's performance. Um, all right. Let's do VFL, and then we'll do Twitter questions, and then the famous LFC. And then I can leave your house and be happy again. Um, all right, Bolt. <laughs> VFL. You can leave now if you want. VFL. Um, the boys got up. 11-point yes. win over the Cats. Um, we did kick the first five goals of the game. And, of course, Geelong came back and probably should have rolled us. They didn't, though. Got to start off with uh, Will Setterfield. He had 40 disposals and eight marks. Nine inside 50s, three rebound 50s. He was everywhere, Bolt. He had a stack of clearances. I don't remember the exact amount. I think it could have been 11. Um, Yeah, setters. It's an interesting one because, like, at the moment, no one's leaving this midfield after Hayes and O'Brien swap spots. So, you know, what happens? he's he's just got to keep playing well. Is it basically just, hey, Will, take some confidence from that. Do it again. Wait for someone to get injured, basically. Yeah, you just got to keep toiling away. And you, ne- you never know when an opportunity will present itself. Well, you just got to time your run in accordance yeah. to the end of the yeah, season. Yeah, you just got to keep playing good footy. But, um, yeah, maybe he has found his level. 
Lockie Fogarty, 26. Uh, five marks, five inside 50s. Three I am tackles. the master at the backhanded compliment. You are. You just throw them out daily, mate. <laughs> um, Fog, what do you think? Here's a backhanded compliment. You'll find one. Who? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, Fogarty, yeah, once again, as in he's behind, you know, it's seemingly now he's behind Owies, Durden, Motlop, and probably, he'd probably get a crack before Honey, I feel, at the moment. I, I know Honey was the sub. Because I think like... Well, they can't, I'm sorry, they can't play Honey again without him going through the twos for a couple of weeks. No, but that's what I was going to say, is oh. that Honey didn't even go through the twos. No, I know. And so Fogarty, was- Fogarty should have been the sub. Really, he should have been. Because Honey doesn't play them this week. No, I know. Um, anyway, Fog, we might see him. Not sure we will for the rest of the year. Doubtful. Martin didn't play again. Yeah, I mean, so they I said he's still two weeks away. Really? Yeah. See, Those, those one-week hammies I, always turn I, out to I'm, be six. I'm going to be honest. whatever it was. You know calf. what? I'm just going to say it. He's not in our 22. No, he's not. Because... The Marden, Oes, and Durden has turned into Oes, Durden, Motlop. Yep. And I Marden agree. is done. His role is redundant. And, and look. If, and we look better with the three smalls. And when Pitternet comes back in, <clears throat> DeConning's going to have to go down there anyway. So we yeah. might lose one of the smalls anyhow. Yeah. So I, know, I think Marden's done for the season. Yeah. Uh, Dow had 30. Um, <laughs> gee, do you reckon that was necessary? <laughs> nah. <laughs> I'm in that mood. <laughs> I'm in a mood. Okay. Good on him again. Um, <laughs> wow. All right. He had 30. Um, similar to Setters. It's just like, you know what? Keep doing what you're doing. You're going well. Wait till someone gets injured. 100%. Um, Lockie O'Brien was not did not feature after half time unless he did feature and didn't register a stat. No, he was taken off at um, half time. Yeah, no, he was. 17 disposals and a goal. They said, Lockie, we've seen enough. You'll be back in next week. Precisely. Um, yeah, no, that was... Do you reckon that was the plan all along? I reckon maybe nah, it was... it couldn't have been. To only pay a half. Well, then why did he only pay a oh, half? I'm actually not sure. I'm I reckon not... it was 100% the plan. Oh, they would... We'll wait for that no. mystery injury report. No, no, you no, no, watch. No, no, you no, watch. No, 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 no. I don't reckon it's a mystery injury. I reckon it's this. Lockie O'Brien's not a physical player. His body has never copped a battering like it has this year. Yep. I reckon they've gone to him and said, you know, and possibly gone and said, instead of managing him, we'll play him a half in the VFL to work on some things, and that can be his version of being managed. Potentially. I don't mind that. Why I'd, else would he play a half? I, I'm not sure. And he dominated. I'd like to know. Yeah. No, nah, clear best on to time, obviously, with Setterfield. Um, Pittenet. Now, Pittenet and McGovern back in... Business. You love to see it. Shit, yes. We need Gov back. We need Pitt back. These would be two massive ins. I don't think either of them will play next week. Possibly Pittanet, but probably McGovern needs another one or two in the VFL. Pittanet had 22 hitouts, 15 disposals. McGovern had 17 disposals and a goal. The winning goal as well for McGovern. Yes. Um, Bolt, thoughts on the pair? Yeah, well, it's great to see him back in. Um, mm. And McGovern going into the back line in the twos actually meant... Dominic Aquay played up forward for the day. And he kicked his first... I don't know if it was his first goal, but he kicked a goal. Yes, but he, you know, he played up forward. So we're just... Those swing men are coming in thick and fast at the Blues. They are. They um, are. No, it's great to see McGovern back. It's, you know, it's gonna. It's a really crucial inclusion for us. Um, they don't know, Bolt. They don't the know. The league doesn't know they how good he is. They don't know. They don't realise it. No, they don't. 
like he'll probably come in for the Brisbane game. Yeah, and, well, maybe. No, and no, and no. Dan McStay I, I, doesn't I, know. No, I, I'm, Dan McStay's I'm feeling, unaware. No, no, I'm feeling back home. At, I'm feeling back to the Crows in Adelaide. I've just got that feeling. He ran out the entire game. Because I was under I the assumption... I reckon he needs two more. No, because I thought he'd need three because I thought the first one would be severely managed and it wasn't. If he gets through two full games, pick him for the Adelaide game. Okay. So, who's Adelaide's third tall? Darcy Fogarty, maybe. Phil Thorpe and Is Walker, they're the three at the moment. Darcy Fogarty doesn't know, mate. He just doesn't understand that he's going to well, have to come I up against the guards. Those Adelaide Crows fans, he's going to get absolute shit there as well. Because um, they are. You know what I like as well? He seems like a guy who would want to show it to those Adelaide fans who boo him. Like, who wouldn't, but especially yeah. him. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, no, it would be good to get McGovern back in the team. And look, Pinnanet's going to be a very, very interesting... You know, it's you'd love to be a fly on the wall at match committee mm. for Pinnanet. Do you think he comes back this week yeah, or goes again? I do. In the two? You think I he'll do play think, this yeah, week? I think he'll play this week. I've got an idea of what I think will happen at team selection. We'll speak about that in a moment. Uh, let's quickly blitz through the rest of these VFL players. Murkov, he had 17 hitouts, so he would have been playing uh, possibly, well, obviously only half of a role in the ruck, possibly up forward. I'd imagine they'd put him um, as a resting forward. Um, Durden had 10 disposals. Glass McCasker kicked two. Oh, sorry, he's not on our list anymore. Glass <laughs> McCasker. <laughs> um, gee, in my uh, my app here. Oh, there we go. Kemp had eight disposals. Aquay had eight and a goal. Um, and this is the... Oh, hang on quickly. We'll talk, talk about Kemp. You probably want to be seeing a bit more than that. Or is this just harsh? No, I just think, once again, Brody Kemp... Like a lot of them, they're depth players at the yeah. moment, and you've just got to, you know, he had his opportunity, and he got, well, he got dropped for weathering, but he was injured in the end. No matter if he, but, he could have played, he could have been best on, he would have been dropped anyway for weeders. Oh, yeah, but no, you just got to once again, an opportunity might come up, and you know, you never know with H and S protocols, you never know. Uh, Ed Kerno, this is yes, really yes. this this is shit. This is just shit. Three touches gets injured. Um, early in the game, we don't know the extent of the injury. We don't know what we don't know, but you'd have to say if it's anything remotely mid to long term, that might be the last we've seen. Yeah, you get that feeling. Um, look, I don't think he'll be on the list next year. And look, it's probably look. It's you know, there's not a, you know, romantics in football don't happen often. You know. Retiring on your own terms is a luxury. And, you know, it, it might be a really quiet exit for Ed Kerno, unfortunately, but we'll see what happens over the next month. But, yeah, it's very, dis- you know, it'd be tough on him. Can I just ask, um, like with, with Ed Kerno, for example, this is gonna, I, I don't know how to word this question, but what sort of, what criteria, not that there's a criteria, but how good do you have to be to get like a lap of honour the next year at a, at a game. For a Carlton game. Like, would Ed Kern... What I'm yeah, trying to ask is, get, would he get a lap think, of honour at round I'd one against s- Richmond? I'd say it would be offered. Because I would like to hope so. Like, I'd, I'd say it would be offered. Like, I don't remember... There's a few players who I don't remember. Like, I don't reckon... Cruiser, I don't know if he got well, one. We never, well, Cruiser and Simpson retired in that COVID year. So, we had it for Betts and Murphy. True. Betts and Murph did get. True. I think he'll be... 
I think he'd be offered or he'd be presented on the ground at the first home game. Question. This is really random. Did Carazzo ever get one? <laughs> no, because Carazzo, Carazzo retired in the lead up to round 23. So that was his farewell oh, okay, game. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Anyway, no, I'd, just, I'd we, like we, to we, see... Because some... Betts and Murphy retired behind closed doors. Basically, what I'm trying to say, I'd like to see Kerno acknowledged in some way. Oh, or no, he, no he, I, he will be. Okay. I think he will be duly. Um, thank look, you, thank he... you for your service and your brother. <laughs> Honestly, though, because who knows if, if we would have taken him. Um, I actually think Ed Kerno will stay at the club beyond the year if he's not on the playing list. Yeah, oh, you'd like to think so. I think he... Like, I, you I, want I, that type of a guy around the club. Yeah. He'll probably get into either like development or he'll possibly join the AFLW coaching. I could... Oh, this is so random. I could see him being the runner. Yeah, well, he's an endurance runner. Like. Yeah, oh. Ed Kerno in pink. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right, those are, that's the VFL review done. Um, Bolt, we'll get to some Twitter questions and then LFC time. We're going to blitz through these Twitter questions, Bolt. Okay, starting off, we've been getting some DMs, so I apologize if you've been sending us DMs and we haven't been... Um, getting to them in the Twitter questions, but we've got one straight up from James Martyr um, saying, it was a dirty night tonight, boys. I don't think we've played a more wasteful game this year and Geelong did punish us for it. Hopefully we can learn something from it because I feel like we owned the ball for a fair bit in the first half. Yep, got to learn something and just get back on the winner's <clears throat> sheet this week. Definitely. All right, Twitter questions from the replies. Peter Carrick, the great man, says, Geelong pressure was elite. Always stuck the tackle or got a hand in to spoil. Really prevented us from getting going. Pittenet and McGovern in next week for Noons, who I think needs a spell and maybe Plowman. Yeah, we'll touch on the Pittenet one because the Pittenet inclusion is complex. Yes. McGovern, I think, will be for Plowman. Yes. Um, But I just want to acknowledge Peter saying Geelong's pressure was elite because I think that is undoubtedly the the highest intensity, highest pressure that an opposition has brought to the table against us this year. There has been no one that has even got remotely close to the intensity and the pressure that Geelong were at on Saturday night. Yeah, it was a hot footy for a while. Like, I can't... Like, firstly, their setup is elite. Yeah. Like, they just fill holes. My brother-in-law actually said it felt like they had two extra players on the ground. Yeah. I reckon it's true. Yeah. Um, all right, next one. Damon Mule, the great man. He didn't see him in Perth, but he oh, did. We've touched on we've, this. We've been speaking to him. He I said, feel like you say that once a week. What? <laughs> that I didn't see him in Perth. The last what? three podcasts now. That's the game up. was last week. I know. Well, we did one during the week and it was brought up on both of those and it's brought up here again. <laughs> okay, just relax. Well, next time you can come to Perth. Okay. And you can be the head of social arrangements. Wouldn't mind if Young marked it rather than double fisting, Mule says. Yeah, well. You guys have got a lot alike. You think the same way. You didn't see him though in Perth, so. <laughs> um, Tim W. I'm just going to stay in Perth next time. Pressure was elite tonight by Geelong. Should Voss do the old bring your mouth guards to training so we can practice playing under that pressure? We were found wanting. No, I don't... Oh, sorry, th- waiting. I don't think it's that drastic. Um, I just think we were out of our depth against a very good side. I think I don't know if there's much more to say beyond that. There are superior... You know, it might be hard to hear, but they're a superior football team to us right now. There are There, there is a theme 
with these questions. Yeah. And it is a pressure cooker in the questions yeah, well, because Brett Cox says, we were found waiting under immense pressure tonight, went back to the rush blind kick from stoppages, no chains of handballs to get open space. Geelong seemed to have an, to have a extra an extra at every contest. Disposal efficiency was deplorable, even when unforced. Big wake-up call. We are not a contender just yet. It's a great tweet, I think. Yep. Um, all right. Luke Passeri says, Why was Mackay not pushed up the ground to give Charlie the matchup? Charlie gave DeConning a bath in the first. Um, no. DeConning started the game on Mackay, and Henry started on Kerno, 100%. Yeah, Henry started on Kerno, I remember, yeah. you're right. Actually, said at the time, he's demolishing Henry. Yeah. Uh, SC Gav says, Did we bring Pitto, do we bring Pitto straight back in next week, which will free up Sauce on a half forward? O'Brien in for Hayes, and in brackets he said it should stay that way for the rest of the year. Huh. Question marks over Nunes and Newman. Does one of them come out for McGovern? It's not panic stations yet. This is a learning year. No, 100%. We need some perspective over this season. Anywhere in the top eight is a very, very good season. It might have a disappointing ending somewhere along the line, but it'll, if they play finals, it's a very, very good season. Um, You know, so, yeah, I don't think Newman's spot's going to be under threat, personally. Um, And what was the O'Brien Hayes one for the rest of the year? Yeah. Retweet. Jimmy Faz says, would you bring both Pinnanet and McGovern in next week or one next week and one the week after? Well, what we'll do is, Bolt, we'll now transition into speaking about team changes and then we'll finish off the Twitter questions. Okay. So, team changes, you're the coach, what are your changes? Well, O'Brien in for Hayes. Yeah, that's that's, that's 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 locked, locked and, loaded. and loaded. That's done. That's one that's so done. always won't be ready. And it's also Hayes's year this year, one and done. Yep. Oh, you've... Mustered two games with the old one of son. them was one and five minutes. Okay, yeah. Um, so always isn't ready. Martin, oh, is always not going to be ready. No, I it, know it, it's a I massive know. out. I know. Next, okay. So, like, so I, I don't think McGovern won't play against the Giants. No, do you reckon Pitternet will? I don't think so. We don't need him to, do we? I don't. GWS, well, you'd like him to. No, nah, right. but in terms of like the actual demographics of the matchups, GWS only play with the one ruck. I think they. Yeah. Well, I think they're going to go Pruce this week, by the sounds of the Mark McVeigh's press conference. Um, but to Conning, they don't want to give Flynn one more week, maybe. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but this is you know where I harp on about to Conning. You know, to Conning is going to get absolutely. He's he's going to struggle at stoppages, not center stoppages. He's going to struggle around the ground where they've actually got a tangle. He's mm. going to struggle. He's a mountain, Braden Pruce, but he's probably as unfit as me. And that's where DeConning has to get on his bike and run, just run all run all day. Um, I don't know if they'll play. I just he hasn't played since round six, Pitternet. Mm. It's a long time. It is. I'm I'm gonna say Pittenet. Oh, well, so if Pittenet doesn't come in, is it simple as O'Brien for Hayes? Is that it? Yeah, I think so. I think I think the only other I think O'Brien for Hayes is it. If Pittenet plays, so that's where it's get that's where it gets curly. If Pitt, so, like, well, Pittenet's gonna play at some point. 
See, is I, there, I, what's I, that does play this week? What's I'm, I'm pretty confident of what it will be. Yeah. It's going to be Plowman out for Pitt and Ed. Nunes, nah. Nunes will go back. Nah. Nunes will go back. No we'll way. We'll play with the one less wing. It's Well, then it'll be Stocker. Right. You said Plowman goes out. I know it sounds weird, but no just, just listen. Just listen. It'll be Plowman. Or it won't be Stocker because he played well. It I, think, I think it'll be Nunes. I think it'll be one of the wingers. Well, yeah, it could. As in... Well, who do you think would? Who do you think had a better week, Nunes or Plowman? No, no, this is not how we're rolling. No, but that's what they were. That's how they roll. They put Nunes into the back line. I don't think we should be doing it. But, but they put Nunes as the back pocket. This is the third tall defender. Plowman's stat. Plowman yeah, sorry. Survives. So then it is Stocker. Plowman. No, no, it's not. Well, no. Nah. No, nah, but I don't think it'll. I don't think it'll happen. It'll Nunes will go out then for Pitonet. Yeah, that's then what I think Nunes. will happen. I think it will be Nunes. I think it will be one of the wingers out for Pitonet. And that's where you see the push-up. Fisher pushes up. Silvani pushes up. Well, now that you've said that, I don't think O'Brien will play. I think it's just going to be Nunes for for Pitonet. Oh, sorry. Hayes for Pitonet. No. No, no, no. I want to see O'Brien instead of Nunes. But I think they have have Nunes ahead of O'Brien in the pecking order. And And maybe they do. Based off the weekend, they clearly do. Yeah, well, so there you go. So it's going to be... No, it will think... be Hayes for Pitonet, and that's that. No, I, I think it would have to be Hayes and Nunes for O'Brien and Pitonet. And then you... Well, pick... that would say that they have O'Brien it... ahead of Nunes in the pecking order. Oh, well, this week they probably will. Okay, okay. And then you, you've you still got your two wingers, O'Brien and Cottrell. Yeah. And you know Fisher can play there. Chera's played there a bit. Everyone pushes up. Silvani becomes your, you know, your half-forward flanker. Fisher's your other half-forward flanker. They're both going to push up. And then DeConning's the one that's going to play a bit more deeper, and he'll probably still ruck around the ground and just, you know, wonder. Mm. I, I think that's how they have to. I, I don't think we, you know, that St Kilda game. We saw how troublesome it becomes when you start playing people in key defensive, you know, in crucial defensive mm. roles when they're not defenders. I agree. I agree. This whole Nunes thing in the back pocket will not. Shouldn't be happening again. I I I couldn't agree more. Stocker, I'm, just, I'm trying Stocker to predict play, what they will do. Stocker plays in the team till Williams is back, and Plowman plays in plays in the team till McGovern's okay. back. Okay, they won't be affected by Pitonet. Okay. I think so it's, it's gonna winger. it's gonna be Pitonet. Well, you think it'll be Pitonet for Nunes? Yeah, like I think it'll be O'Brien and Pitonet for Nunes and Hayes. But I also wouldn't be surprised if it's as simple as Pitonet for Hayes. Oh. Next, let's move on. Let's move on. It's going to be one or the other. Um, back to the Twitter questions. If they would load, that would be lovely. They have loaded. Um, we can't win a center clearance. Surely it's time for Dow to have a crack. I would love to see Walsh more inside too. That's from Josh Waldron. Yeah. Well, that was the question. Well, you can answer it. Um, Josh, appreciate the comment and Dow's definitely uh, playing well in the twos I don't see who goes out for Dow I do respect we had more clearances on Saturday night pardon we had more clearances than Geelong on Saturday night okay fair so then we'll probably just say um, that yeah we'll stick with what we've got Dow once again Paddy Dow needs an injury. There, are, hang on. Josh is not the only one. There's a lot of people they on Twitter Paddy, who, who think Dow should have a crack because he brings something 
just different, I guess. What does he bring that's different? Um, yeah, I don't know. Let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, I'm in a mood. Luke Passeri. Why was McCann... Oh, sorry. We've got to that one already. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, Mickey C says, I think a five-goal loss that felt closer to 10 to the top side is an accurate refle- reflection of where we're at. That said, I do think if we could try and kick it to a lead lead up forward more often rather than not, then simply bang it in there, we'd win more of these tight games. Discuss. I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you know Geelong is. I think I thought the margin was perfect. I think they're a five goal better team than us, and they won by five goals. So I, I just want to say as well, I don't. Th- I, I think our year's been pretty consistent. We haven't really beaten anyone that we weren't that we were expected to like. We haven't won any amazing games. We haven't lost any. We're not sorry. We've won some amazing games. We haven't beaten a, a Brisbane. We haven't beaten a Melbourne. We haven't beaten a Geelong. Oh, we haven't played Brisbane or Melbourne yet. I know, but hang on. But, <laughs> Hold on. Nah, well, I know, but what I'm saying is, I don't think. Like, I, I think we've actually had a very consistent year. No, we have. We've beaten the teams who we're meant to. We haven't really lost to any of the teams that we were meant to beat. No, we haven't lost to anyone under a. 11th. Yeah, and we haven't really beaten, you know, we haven't had, we haven't had like, we haven't beaten a Geelong, <laughs> basically. So that's, yeah. yeah, I just feel like it's been a very consistent year. And yeah, five goals worse than Geelong's about where we're at. I can take that because they yeah, should no, get, they should become a goal or two worse next year and we should become yeah, a goal or two better. That's what they always say about Geelong. Yep, that's fair. Um, Adrian Sal says, why were we so sloppy why are we so sloppy in the wet or the dew? It seems like Marvel or bust for us against good teams. Yeah, well, it's crazy, isn't it? That Marvel is becoming a bit more of a happy hunting ground for Comfortable us. Comfortable hunting ground. But um, it was bizarre. It was, I'm not sure if you picked up on it, but the second quarter especially, it was so obvious from where I was sitting on the Southern Stand wing and it was just so obvious from where I was sitting, don't play that wing. Because mm. the wind was just... When the wind is that bad, there's always one side of the ground that just the ball gets sucked into. And Hayes and Cripps were both forced to have set shots from that side of the ground because we kept playing it to that side of the ground. And it was so annoying because I think Young tried to switch it over there at once and the kick didn't come off. It was just, they've got to be better than that. They mm. have to play these conditions better. Um, there's a few people speaking about how cold it was. So we, it was, it, it was, it was Kylie, freezing. Kylie Bloodstain says we all froze our bazonkers off to watch that garbage. Oh, we did. It was freezing. Um, there's a few people, there's a lot of hate towards Jack Nunes. I don't like, oh, sorry, not Nunes. Well, yeah, there is a lot towards Nunes. There's a lot towards Newman, which I don't like. Yeah, He's it's, had it's, a it's good a, year. He has. It's, it's like bit, you have one off game it's and it's bang. Stiff. It's stiff. It's so stiff. Um... Dom in the Den says, that's as good as Geelong get, but we were running at 50%. I could see us turning that result on its head in the finals. Am I insane? Maybe a little. Um, I think if Lock- the game takes that same course, you know, we just never looked likely, really. Lock Egg says, why did we have four wingmen? I'm trying to find spots for mids around the ground, like the Teague days. Noted Cottrell... Kennedy and Hewitt starred forward at stages. I can't expect any sort of pressure or creativity with that. Pick our two best wings and then make brutal selection calls. I agree with that. Yep. Um, That is... That is all? Okay, this is an interesting one. 
Yeah, here we go. A lot of people mentioning the F word. No, no. But we're going to read this one because the name suits the question. Okay. The name is I Have a Dream. (laughs) (laughs) So, I Have a Dream has said... Is it time to manage players in preparation oh, no, for finals? No, no, Next question. Jay Soss that looks is ridiculous. Jay Soss looks no. banged up and could do with a rest. That is absurd. Next. Jay Soss looks banged oh. up and could do with a rest. Oh, the chutzpah from resting <laughs> players five weeks to go and two games clear. Um. Oh no, that's oh my. Lawrence is going up. Lawrence says Weedering still looks underdone. I agree with that, actually. Um, Luke McLaughlin says Pitto is a huge plus for our team to come back in next week. Do we go back to playing with two Ruckman? Where is Chera's best position? Um, they will go back to playing the two Ruckman and then we'll assess. Um, and I think Chera on the ball. Brady Park says we look to step off tonight. Clearly the best opposition is we have faced and they made us look extremely average. What are the top three things you think we need to work on for the next few weeks and hopefully for finals? So that's better. Hopefully for finals. He knows the drill. Um, what do we have to work on? I just think, you know, it's very cliche, but, you know, what's been such a factor of Carlton all season is frenetic ball. The game has to be quick for Carlton to win. I keep saying it. Once the game becomes slow, we're done. We have to... You know, the, the game just has to remain quick. It has to be at this frenetic pace where wearing, where it's that frenetic, where we're in such complete control. Because the four, you let the forwards go Like the work. end of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're running over time. Yes, okay. But I agree with that. Yes. Now, LFC. LFC. I'm sorry, I'm very impatient tonight. This is what I've been waiting for. The week that's been. I'm going to say the result. And you're just going to say if it was good or if it was bad for LFC, which is Carlton. Um, Friday night football. I'm not going to ask if this was good or bad. I'm going to ask if this was the best result of the year. Yeah, this was a doozy. This was the biggest game in the latter football club's short and hopefully brief history. Ninth versus 10th. The two most important teams on the ladder right now for Carlton. And 10th beat 9th, which ensured that no matter our result on Saturday night, we're going to remain two games clear of the drop. Always nice so to see a good ninth. result to see the Dogs win. It's always nice to see the ninth team get creamed. Collingwood beating Adelaide. That could that had the oh, making. Could have been a cork. And like North Melbourne the week before, Adelaide crumbled at the final. They did everything they could for Ladder <clears> FC Adelaide, but no good. Brisbane beat GWS. Now this one. This one. Now we were both at the MCG bar. We got a taste of LFC HQ. When North Melbourne beat Richmond. And look, I spoke to Lee Adams during the week. We had to, <laughs> we we went over a few things, namely about the Chris Judd chicken wing tackle. Yes, and I told of course, him he, the Juddy chick dog. And I told him he simulated yellow card. He didn't actually hurt his shoulder. Um, but, oh boy, North Melbourne. Well, just brilliant. A brilliant, brilliant result for the ladder, which ensured we remain two games clear of eighth. We're going to leave a game and we're going to come back to it. Hawthorne West Coast, nothing game. Melbourne, Port Adelaide. Well, that, it, it keeps Port Adelaide, you know, 
behind the pack and, you know, makes it life very difficult for them. So we and, like that. And the same with the Gold Coast Essendon game. It just leaves Gold Coast behind the pack. So we're, we're now, narrowing down the chasing pack now. Yes. Now, Fremantle, Sydney. Now, was this the desired result? What happened there? Yes. Yeah, so was this good or bad no, for us? No, this was bad. Oh, this no. Was, cause this, oh, no. Because this, this game was going to be assessed on our result. And because we lost... We needed Sydney to lose with us, mm. just so we had someone in between us yeah. in eighth, ninth, and tenth. Um, and yeah, Sydney, big win on the road. Um, see, not a good result for LFC, but um, yeah, back to the drawing board. But no, the, the big result was, as in, look, ninth and eighth lost. Yes. So now, quickly, as we wrap up the show, I'm going to say the game. You're going to say who we need to win yes. for LFC. Five games to go. Richmond Frio. Oh boy, heave ho this way. We week. need Frio in a big way. North and Hawthorne. No. <laughs> Sydney Adelaide at the SCG. Adelaide. Port Geelong at the Adelaide Oval. It's not too relevant now, but probably Geelong final nail kills Port Adelaide. Brisbane Gold Coast. Same as the game we just mentioned, kills Gold Coast. Now but- there would be an argument. People might say we want Geelong and Brisbane to be dropping games. No, no, we're looking, but we're not. We, we've, we've just got to secure ourselves. And yep, if we win, I agree. and if we get to a point, if we win the next two weeks, yeah, we can probably start looking up. Okay. We have to look after ourselves about making finals right now. I'm sorry. Bulldogs, Melbourne. Oh, boy. It's a grand old flag this week. Enormous game. Need the Ds to win. Need the Ds to win. West Coast St. Kilda, we're big Weagles fans. Big fan, West Coast. But they won't Perth, do it. They won't know, do it. No, nah, they won't do it. But if two of the Bulldogs, Richmond and St. Kilda lose, and the Bulldogs and Richmond both have tough games, if two of them lose, no matter our results, still two games clear of ninth. Which is fantastic. Bolt, the last one, Collingwood and Essendon, the two dickheads. Um, <laughs> well, we're Essendon. Collingwood and Essendon are just those two dickheads in the room, aren't they? Yeah, it's the people at the family function you don't talk to. Um, yes, now we and, want, and then obviously we, we need we need the MVPs of this year to win, don't we? Yeah, Essendon, and and then obviously Carlton need to win. If look, if Carlton win this week, and two of <laughs> Richmond, St Kilda, and the Bulldogs lose, it's looking good. It's looking. I think we're we're two wins away. We're two wins away, but I, you know me, I don't want to, I don't want this gap going below two games, because once it goes to a game, and then it well, yeah, then the technicality. I don't want to come down to this Collingwood game in round twenty three. No, 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 we need to be to home win. and hosed by to then. Be, yeah, it has no, no, to no, be cool it by needs then. to be hosed. It needs to be hosed. I completely agree. Bolt, that's all, mate. Beautiful. That is absolutely all that we've got for everyone tonight. It's been a great show. Next week, hopefully, we're sitting here after a win instead of a loss. Have to win. Bolt, thank you. No worries. And uh, go Blues. And they will know that they've been playing against the famous old dark blue.